This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. And it's time for the C-Block starring Corey Majors. That's different. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> you're just looking at me like, all right. Let's talk moths. I, I, I don't know if our fan base loves Justin Jefferson as much as we've talked about him this week. Well, we've had right. two segments that, that that included him this week yeah. already. He's great. But every time a stat comes up, I'm like, good God, how, Mike? Justin Jefferson has 1,500 receiving yards on the dot this year. That's more than the Falcons' entire group of wide receivers. Oh, Marcus dear. Mariota. More than the Titans' wide receivers. Ryan Tannehill. More than the Bears' wide receivers, and more than the Ravens' wide receivers. I won't dog on uh, Justin Fields because they usually feelings. block for one and a half seconds. That's mm-hmm. true. That's Lamar Jackson. It's too. just insane that that dude, like the numbers that he's putting up at this young of an age, and. Like th- that team should be unstoppable, right? On so many different yes. levels, but he's the one that's just unstoppable, and it's it's just amazing to see kind of what he's been doing. Now, the other thing that I wanted to ask about is one guy has more than all those teams. Sorry, I know we're moving yeah. on, but that's pretty amazing. It's it's pretty awesome, and I I do wonder how long because Mike did bring up the you know it's bound to happen that a different quarterback will be with him at some point. Will they have the same kind of connection? I do wonder how long he can keep this this kind of this level up, and you know, Mike, we always look at Jerry Rice's numbers and they just looked untouchable. I do wonder how like how good for how long you have to be to get to where Jerry Rice was in a lot of categories. Close to forty, I would assume. Yeah, well, you'd have to play close to forty years old. That's a long time, dude. I just don't, especially at that I position. Yeah, I don't see it, and keep up some semblance of the same production, which. That's the part that truly feels impossible. And you, you know, you brought up, you were like, he's his his route tree. Oh my god! Uh, you brought this up months ago. Yeah. How he's like his route tree is everything. He does all the things. He has five elite level routes that he can run, or at least above average level routes. If you are a young kid right now, if you're you just got out of exams today and you're getting ready to not uh, you Joey, uh, but if you're uh, if you're a young kid out there like. Hey, I'm practicing, and you're running around. Run all of them. Don't say, yeah. "Hey, look, I'm really good at these two things." Learn them all, man, because Jeff, Justin Jefferson is dominating the league, and we, as fans, want to see more of that. Like, we want to see more opportunities of that. Would you? I, I know there can be a debate, but if somebody was like, "He's the best receiver in the league," would you just be like, eh, "Yeah, yeah, yeah"? I, I think there's an argument, but sure. I would say, "Hey, I can't tell you he's not." I think yeah. he's right there with if Cooper Cup was healthy, but he's yeah. not, so he's out. I do think Jamar Chase is in the conversation, but Justin Jefferson has accomplished a little bit more than uh, Jamar Chase has. I think that Jamar Chase has a 
bigger advantage throughout their career because he'll be with Joe Burrow. And the other thing is right now, not 100% sure about this, but I think Cincinnati has a better chance to do things in the playoffs. And I think one sure. of the reasons that Jerry Rice is way better than Larry Fitzgerald, there's multiple reasons. Larry Fitzgerald played in one Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Larry Fitzgerald wasn't in the playoffs a lot of his career because the Cardinals were a nothing, nobody team. And because San Francisco is a great team, hugely followed. You had Joe Montana. You had Steve Young. You had him there forever. I know he moved on late in his career and yeah. still was very good. But I think a lot of the greatness in football is based off of how great are you in do or die games? The beginning of the season, he you know, was asked, are you the best receiver in the game? And he was like, no, Devontae Adams still is. And Devontae yeah. Adams has put up a, ooh, a fantastic season and numbers so far this year. They're very comparable. The top four receivers in the league right now, him, Hill, Devontae Adams, and Diggs, they all have very good numbers you can make arguments for. But I think Justin Jefferson has, like, taken it. He was like, I'm not there yet. But I want to be, and I'm going to be. And maybe by the end of this year, y'all will be able to say that. I'll tell you what, Hill, when you bring up his name, he has to be mentioned as arguably the best in the game today. Not saying that's the right answer or there is a right answer, but him going from Patrick Mahomes to Tua T and doing pretty much the exact same yeah. things, maybe even a little bit better, uh, I, I give him a lot of like, man, maybe he is the best in the game. He's different, very different, but he is really exciting and great. Sunday at 8 in the morning. Oh. France and Argentina will soccer. All right. That is, this is awesome. Because you get a fun Sunday of football after football. Right. And, like, I, that's, I don't know, Kevin, are you going to wake up, Probably. turn on the World Cup, and then spend the rest of your day just saying, vegging out for the rest of the day here. You know, I think I'm watching Megan and Harry. I'm <sighs> probably not that, though I'm sure lots and lots of people will. Is I'm pretty intrigued by this matchup because you have France looking to defend their championship, of course. But mm-hmm. also, if you're looking for not that this is an event in and of itself, you have star factor in this. Is do you, yes. do you think Kylian Mbappe is the greatest soccer player in the world? Okay, well, like, you could certainly have that conversation, and I would be willing to listen to that. Well, he's looking to anchor France as they win their second straight World Cup. Or would you like to see the gunslinger, he's got one bullet left in the chamber, get exactly what he's always dreamed of, and that's Lionel Messi with Argentina, who many people will say is the greatest soccer player since Pele or the greatest soccer player in, like, modern times, however you define that. This is his last shot. Well, it's expected to be his last shot, as he probably won't be in another World Cup. Well, here they are. Argentina is in the finals. And plus, the line is pretty close. Like, I know know France is is a favorite, but it's not, like, an overwhelming situation where you're like, Argentina has no chance. France is the favorite. I'm sure a lot of people will be rooting for Argentina for the Messi factor, and there are many other storylines beyond just those. By the way, yes, the the game is at nine o'clock Central. Pre game, eight o'clock Eastern. Time. That is not how that works. What do you mean? Wouldn't it be? It would be ten o'clock Eastern, nine o'clock Central. Nobody knows what you're talking. You about. don't even know the time zones. It's eight o'clock uh, Mountain. That's okay. true. Check me. if it's nine o'clock Central. Why don't we just have one one time, you know? That's way too hard. The world's way too big. Okay. Way too flat. Saturday. (laughs) 
Are all Correct. the other planets flat too then? If No, Earth none of our planets or this planet is flat. It, if the Earth is flat, yeah. it's, it's not. I mean, you're a Duke guy. Uh-huh. Duke must have taught that the <laughs> Earth is flat because Kyrie Irving went to yeah. Duke and that's really, where he found out the Earth is flat. I'm really from Duke. sure. So Coach much K told that. him something. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> that would be crazy if Coach K came out. And he's like, you know what? I did tell Kyrie the Earth is flat. You people need to wise up <laughs> or something. I would be like, oh my god. By the way, a lot of people kind of texting in who they're rooting for and everything. My my oh, yeah. son, who has been completely invested in the World Cup, he's like. France is winning. Don't even doubt it. And I'm like, all right. Don't even doubt it. Don't even doubt it. Don't even doubt it. I think he, at one point he said on God. And I was like, I don't even know what that means. What are you saying right now? And I think that means like no cap or something. Is that the same thing, Joey? Yeah. Yeah. Right. That'd be perfect. Good job. There you go. Like MLB. No Man, cap. What a condescending, proud NFL moment that was for cap. Joey right there. Um, Good job, old man. And then I don't know. Maybe this can fill the rest of this segment. Oh, <laughs> this, is, this is actually pretty serious. No joke zone. Um. Last night, I saw news. I watched So You Think You Can Dance, all right? I watched okay. that for a long time. And uh, it's it's a show where they dance. It's like like um, uh, American Idol, but it's just for dancing. And, and there's good dancers. Really, okay. really talented dancers. One of the guys who was like on one of the first seasons ever, his name was Twitch. And oh, last yeah. night, uh, and Adrian follows him and his wife on Twitter yeah. and Instagram and everything. And she loves their, you know, what they were doing. Which um, he killed himself. He committed suicide, and I think this morning on Fox News, I saw that it was a gunshot wound to the head. And uh, Kevin, you know this story. You know yeah. this about me, uh, Mike. I think we've discussed this a couple times before too. When I was in the fourth grade, uh, my neighbor he lived two houses down from me. He um, he was going to school at Richardson. I believe it was Richardson High School, and he. Had he had a number of things that he'd gone through emotionally. You know, his parents divorced at a young age. There was some stuff going on there. And uh, one day he, his stepfather, I was out in my front yard kicking, uh, playing kickball. And his stepfather comes walking down with his sister, who, Kevin, you've met her before, yep. too. Um, she's a big fan of the show. She, uh, they're walking up, and I said, uh, I remember specifically looking at him. I stood up on my dad's bumper. And I said, what did Jeremy do today? And his sister just kind of looked at me and was like, and shook her head like, that's, it's, no. And the father, the stepfather walked in, talked to my parents, left. A few minutes later, my dad, like, I, and I don't know how, immediately I went to, oh, he killed himself. And my dad brought me inside and said, hey, we need to have a talk. And he said, you know, Jeremy killed himself today. And I said, I know. And he said, how did you know? And I was like, I don't know. I just feel like it happened, like something happened, something real bad happened. And I think it was obviously the body language of the the stepfather and everything. And uh, I could see the tears on his sister's face. And it was it was brutal learning even more about it. And, and I think I learned the most about it from the Pearl Jam song, Jeremy, because that's who it was about. Uh, he goes into his class, tells us, tells the class, this is why I came back, and then put a 44 Magnum in his mouth. And I cannot tell you how difficult and impactful it was on a fourth grader's life. Now, he was in high school. 
but we built, we lived next to each other. We built igloos. We played kickball. We played baseball. We spent a lot of time around each other. I mean, I became, I was scared of his dog, terrified of his dog until he took me to his backyard and said, hey, this is just Charlie. Get to know him. And then I was like, oh man, this is my best friend. And so it was very difficult for me as a fourth grader to, to understand why he did that. And for the longest time, it was very, Kevin, I even think the first, you know, few months we were on air, I was like, that's, it's selfish. It's, and I was very mad about it. Yeah. And as I've learned more about uh, mental health, and we've discussed this at right. length, you know, like you can't tell this dude was, like literally was just celebrating his anniversary with, with his wife and he looked happy and you can't tell. There are yeah. a lot of times where people are just hiding it and they're holding it in and I think if, you know, we've done a lot with my possibilities. I think my next focus is going to be in that direction on on suicide prevention because it means that much to me. And I hope that if you're out there and you, I know this time of year can be very difficult for a lot of people. You know, you feel like you aren't doing enough for your kids. You aren't doing enough for other family. There's a lot of loneliness for other people. That, loneliness that is a big one. Everybody has whatever their story is. They have something going on every single day and i tweeted it this morning i didn't know that 988 is now a number yeah but that is the suicide prevention hotline as well and it's a national thing yeah you can call that number if you are in that place if you're in that headspace where you're where you're having a difficult time don't i'll just put it this way don't put that hurt on somebody else because i've been scarred my entire life from it i know his sister like still she still has a hard time dealing with it it's it, you start leaving yourself and I didn't want to believe it. I was at the funeral. I remember sure. being at the funeral and going, he's going to pop up out of the, 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 uh, what is it? When they Coffin put casket. you in the water? No. And they, oh. when the, where they baptize you. Oh the, yeah. He's going to pop up out of there and say it was all a joke. And I had dreams as a kid that like there he was. And he was like, no, I just went into hiding for a little while. You know, like there were parts of me that didn't understand my coping and all those things. I had to deal with that. I can just imagine the family too. Don't put that somebody in that kind of hurt if that can be something that can help you. Like not, not make that decision to not hurt somebody else. Maybe that's where you are as you're upset about something so much. But if anything else, pick up the phone, call somebody. Call 988. Yep. You can always DM me. My my DMs are open to anybody that's in that space. I can't solve anything, but I'm going to do my best to try and help. Yeah. Uh, and that's the best that I can offer, but just if you're in that place, uh, please use the National Suicide Prevention Hotline uh, because there are other people that are definitely going to be affected by it. For the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan, coming up next, could massive NIL money in college football change that sport and the NFL draft? Talk about it right here on 105.3 The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. 
Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Dropping the throw is Trevor. Scrambling to his right, fires that ball's caught by nope. Evan Ingram to the five. Stop the that right touchdown. there, That's Joey. A Stop that right there. there. Was that another T Law touchdown? Twenty touchdowns to six INTs another this year. T Law touchdown. Should we? Oh, well, I can take blame for this, or I can let y'all decide if we should throw Joey under the bus. Is bust him, bust him. <laughs> Let's do both. Okay. <laughs> is I sent out audio requests and stuff last night, and this was originally the segment that we were going to do. But then earlier this morning, we made some adjustments, and under the email new run sheets, the tease is: Could massive NIL money in college football change that sport and the NFL draft? Oh yeah, this, Hence, is, this is partially Kevin's fault for sure. For yeah. sure, yeah. Agreed. Hence, we're not needing to play that Trevor Lawrence clip right here and now, but I'm sure it makes Mike happy. Well, he could have made a lot of NIL money. This is how I'm going ah, to segue. Oh, man, nice. Touche. <laughs> man, you, he's a pro. as well as the rest of the crew on the show, have bested me as well. All right, so... I was re- we talked about this a few weeks ago, but we didn't really get the opportunity to like dive in, dive in on that. But with more NIL news coming out about players complaining about not getting paid in the requisite amount of time, what I was curious about is, do you think NIL money, assuming it gets paid on time, could change that sport in the NFL draft? For example, let's say you're... Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. And I know some people have some differing opinions about who should go first in the draft. But let's say it's Bryce Young. And you are adamant that you do not want to play for Texas. Like there is no, or the the Houston Texans. And you're adamant that you don't want to go play for them, but you're going to be the number one pick in the draft before you have to make those proclamations. If you're Alabama or if you're Bryce Young, do you reach out to somebody at Alabama and you're like, hey, you could figure out a way to make it worth my while. I would be Absolutely. glad to play another year quarterback at Alabama. Absolutely, man. Yeah, no, I, I'll stick around in college where you're spoon fed in college. Trent Richardson, For Kevin, sure. you weren't there. It was your voice double, uh, Nate, Nate Wood, Wood. was That's filling in. I and we got a chance to to interview Trent Richardson, and he talked about that. He was like, "Man, when I was in college at Alabama, everything was my. <clears throat> I woke up in the morning." I knew exactly what I was going to do. And if I, I always had somebody, you know, holding my hand throughout the entire process. When I got to the pros, that wasn't there. And, like, that's, that's a completely different world. You want to be king of the campus again? Because you go to the NFL, you throw one interception, you're a bum. Yeah. Right? Everybody turns on you. I mean, hell, some people still think Dak Prescott sucks. Yeah. I can't believe people out there. Mm. Uh, you go, you stick around college. This is what I, this, yeah, when Matt Leinart decided to stick around, you're the king of uh, USC. In California, you're the king of the campus, and you're getting paid a big-time contract for it? Contract. Uh, amount of money. Yes, absolutely. I would I would reach out to somebody and say, let's go ahead and add some more cash to this do thing. You, okay, then do you guys think this will start to make... I know I use a more extreme example of, like, you know, the number one pick's not going to go into the draft, but 
From a more realistic standpoint, do you think this could make a big impact in the draft? Like, I thought, yes. from, you know who popped in my head? I don't know if you think this is a weird example. Is Dat Win back in the day at Texas A&M. He was everything to that defense. But when it came to the draft, they're like, oh, yeah, no, you're, you're solid. We'll go ahead and pick you up. But wouldn't the A&M boosters be like, do whatever it takes right. to keep him in school for another year? Especially when it comes to, I think if you're a first-round pick and you're a junior, it's tough to say no. I could see that. Because you're getting a guaranteed two years, if not close to guaranteed four years. I mean, you, if you play really bad, Johnny Manzellish type of deal, then you only get two years of that right. salary. But as long as you're okay or even just below average, they're going to keep you for four years because you were their first-round pick. But if you're like a third-round pick guy, and I know this is back in the day, but if you're a Terrence Williams, would you rather go back to Baylor for, I don't know, 200000 to $500,000? Right. Or would you go, hey, maybe I do make it into the late second or mid-second round. But a lot of people are saying, hey, I'm pretty confident you can be a third-round pick here. I, I think maybe going back to Baylor and being the stud at Baylor and getting – a lot of money at that age. Your education is paid for, so it's not like you have to pay for school. So you can pretty much take, let's just say, $250,000 of it. I assume you're going to pay taxes on it. And so you're going to take that $150,000 that you have, and you can give uh, your parents or your parent maybe $100,000 and going, I don't need all this money. 50K is great for me. I'm going to get a car. I'm going to have plenty to eat, plenty of walking around money. And here's 100K. So you don't have to work as hard or that you can pay off part of your house or something like that. And hopefully I get good enough that I'm a first round pick. I shouldn't lose too much draft pick status. Yeah, here. I, I'm curious. Do you think the NFL will do anything? Not now, but yeah. like in the future to try and combat that, because I think, I think about they like it. Do you? Yeah. Okay. Tell me more about that. I get to take another look at him in the minor leagues. So, okay. so, hey, I, I I think the first round picks, if all of a sudden you're everybody's not coming out to their senior year, uh, that'll hurt us for a little bit, but it'll all even out eventually. Yeah. And and I'll, I'll get back to, well, okay, well, everybody's, but I don't think that'll be the case. I think there'll be plenty of, of young men that will go and, and say, hey, I'm, I'm coming out because I'm considered a first round pick or early second round like pick. Like Caleb Williams at USC. Probably right. going to be the first pick right. in the or could be in the 2024 draft. But maybe he's not going to bail on the draft because of Did Jalen Tolbert come out earlier? Was he a senior? <sighs> I'm not 100% Let's just take sure. a person yeah. like him. Wouldn't it benefit all the teams to go, man, I don't know a ton about him. I like him. But if I get to see one more year of him at South Alabama, yeah. then that gives me maybe a better idea. So I do think a lot of talent evaluators, it's a great question for Broadus, is, man, on a lot of guys that are considered late second to fifth round picks that come out after their junior year, wouldn't it benefit the scouts to get to see them at 22 years old play one more year of college football? I think the answer would be yes. For sure. And and I, I wonder how that balances out on – well, that one year he got injured, and now what do we think about what his career is going to be? You know, for us, yeah. and those freak injuries that pop up, you know, like Jalen Smith's, you know, like his injury. He played one more game, and then he gets injured, and it really does ruin early part of his career. And then, okay, well, with that in mind, then are there certain positions like running back? Obviously, immediately jumps to mind where it just wouldn't make sense because, like, it's football. 
all the positions really don't make sense yeah, to me. Yeah, you know what? That is fair. But I especially think the shelf life, like Bijan Robinson, for some people, have rocketed up the draft board because we talked to him about him being at one point a potential Cowboys target. And now it's looking more and more like you might not even be close to that. But, like, I wonder if Bijan Robinson is like, yeah, I could probably make more money this year at Texas as opposed to being in the NFL, which is a wild oh, yeah, yeah, that, to begin with. No, that's but, interesting. But then he's like, but then I you I lose a year of my NFL career because my you could make that argument like you said for all the positions. I just feel like running back is harsher in terms of the shelf life you are more likely to get. It it is it is interesting because the kind of are you playing for the money or are you playing to set records in the NFL? And that's and everybody's built differently, right? Yeah. So I think everybody goes into it with a different design, but I think now with the NIL money being available in college, because it was all, somebody did ask, is it going to make it more difficult to, for when, uh, for the NCAA to investigate schools that are giving athletes money out of their pockets? I think at this point, it just funnels through the NIL deals. Oh you yeah, know, like that's, absolutely. That's where that goes. Because like the days of you took more pasta than you were allowed to oh, you. at yeah. the buffet line, which is the dumbest thing ever, is you could just be like, well, yeah, but then he went back and took some of his it's NIL like $9 of extra yes, pasta. Yes, but now you can at least avoid a stupid investigation by being like, no, yeah, then he took $9 of his NIL <laughs> money and he gave it back to the Golden Corral or wherever the hell. I'm sure they're doing it somewhere nicer than that. They do like Golden Corral. Is, so I, I don't think you're going to be investigating these schools for a while. Like, while... While Congress and all of them, they're like, oh, man, this is getting out of control. We need to jump on that. Your opportunity to jump on that was before it started. Like, good luck now regulating it. Because whatever you attempt to regulate, it almost feels like steroid testing at times. However you decide you're going to try to regulate it, they're probably already that next step ahead in terms of outsmarting. Yeah, probably so. From the 972, Mike, Kenny Pickett stayed longer, and he got a higher draft, uh, drafted higher. So that helped him just, out. Just think about that advantage then. So, sure, you could get hurt. I, I will 100% concede that. But you could also see a thing where you get great on-the-job training pay and up your stock. Yeah. Like, if you're Kenny Pickett, you're like, hey, I got paid X amount of dollars it, to stay, and I went up in the draft. It can work the other way, and I'll give an example of a former Duncanville basketball player. Perry Jones III was considered at Baylor, going to Baylor, a for sure lottery pick, six foot ten, super athlete, unbelievable workout skills. Unfortunately, he wasn't a great basketball player, but he had all the skills and all the ability in the world. Well, he went his freshman year to Baylor and didn't do much. He wasn't that great, but still considered like a pick 10 to 15. Yeah. And he decided, you know what? I'm going to go one more year and I don't want to go 10th to 15th. I'm going to get better. He didn't get better. He once again, he never really stood out at Duncanville in games. He was nice. You could watch him in layup lines, and you're just like, this is freaking, I can't wait to watch this kid play. And then you never saw greatness. You just saw, man, he's good. And and then he went to Baylor, and you're like, I don't, I don't see greatness. And then I think he went 27th in the draft. And then so he fell from not being able to come out of high school because you couldn't, not going out his freshman year, fell in the draft then getting drafted late in the draft, I believe, by Oklahoma City, and then not really doing much in pro basketball. He kind of was just a guy that liked fitting in. Three years later, he was out of the league, and that was it. And I'm not – I don't know Perry Jones at all. I've heard he's a very nice guy from, like, Coach McNeely, who coached him at Duncanville and everything, and that was kind of his issue. He just kind of wanted to fit in. He was a very nice guy, but it did work the opposite. So it can where 
people are people like the unknown at times in the draft more than the known. And the more you get known, sometimes it did help out a lot of teams that didn't take them high in the draft, but it hurt Perry Jones's bank account in that he didn't go out as an unknown. And so that's interesting because I was going to say earlier is, you know, the NBA kind of took a step with the G League having the ability to pay players for that, like, gap year right. before they could go into the draft. I know that's about to change, but so that's why I was curious if the NFL might consider anything like that, but I am fascinated by your hypothesis that they might be like, no, I see the appeal of this. Like, give me another yeah. year to scout them out. Like, Let's what if, figure this out. What if Trey Lance, for example, drafted very high, Corey, yeah. kind of an unknown. Yeah, and absolutely. you remember what they had to do that year because of COVID and everything yeah. like that is they set up the one game, like, exhibition spotlight or Just whatever. <laughs> I'm sure they would have liked it if they're like, hey, Watson. can you get him out for another game or another season yeah. so we can yeah. see the whole thing? Somebody yeah. said, don't forget, it takes a certain amount of time for NFL players to become eligible for pension. Now, I've oh, learned about the the major league pension from Mike. Yes. He's explained that to me. I never I never knew that before. So, like working with Mike, I learned something. Thanks, man. Um in the NFL, you be rocking a thousand bucks a month. You have to play day. for 3 seasons before they can be eligible to receive a pension. So that's what okay. like that's when he'll be considered vested after 3 seasons. 3 seasons means that the player must be on a team's roster for at least 3 games. Oh, for, okay. So, you know, for three seasons, uh, so for three games, regular season or postseason, for each season the players play, they earn credits. The more credits, the greater the pension amount. On average, they get about $43,000 annually, but that's after they're 55 years old. So that's like that's kind of where that, I mean, that all that's lines That's still a nice little retirement bonus Absolutely, right there, man. especially like if in the meantime you like start another business or did another job, invested another it, pension. A, re, a, a retired player can access the stream of income as early as thirty five, though. So you can become president and have a stream of income. <laughs> man, man, I was watching a TikTok thing on this and paying your kids as like a uh, if you own your own business, you can make your kids an employee. And you get $14,000 of non-taxable money and you just put it in a Roth account for them. And then by the time they retire, they have like $3 million. Oh, you wish you could go back in time and just make that happen. Yeah, but none of us owned a company. Okay. Well, I don't know. I don't. My wife does now. Yeah. But, I mean, we didn't own companies when they were babies. But if you had another kid, then it would work. I would rather not have another kid. Okay. And neither would my wife. Uh. But if it happens, it happens. Okay. I've never been snipped. Okay. Outstanding, I guess, insight. That sounds like a movie. Across the board. Never been snipped. He's been snapped, though. Yeah. Never <sighs> been snapped by you, Kevin. Oh, he is here. Kevin, have you been snapped? <laughs> We're the KNC Masterpiece. You have been because you just had a baby. That is true. Will you ever get snipped? I, we might not be done with that process all right well yeah when you're done, Kevin. Like, after not, five more kids maybe, i said maybe in the future not i support not you right it's gonna now. be the drummond bunch remember that show mm -hmm. no that was called different strokes for different folks we're the KNC masterpiece on the, the fan coming up next let's chit chat with the fellas from the g bag nation right here on 105 through the fan KNC Masterpiece back here on 105 Through the Fan right now, courtesy of Ian Leasing. It is time for a chit-chat with the fellas from the G-Bag Nation. Gentlemen, how is you today? 
Awesome, Heggy. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you for asking. And I have a soccer betting question for you to start things off. Soccer right. betting? That's right. Like a blanket? Yeah. on your Like a Man U blanket? Yeah, or like uh, pillowcases sure. and that, are, that have... With a T, betting. Okay. Is, so this fella... With a T. Made a seven-leg parlay of champions for $26. Predicted Kansas to win the NCAA Men's Basketball Championship. They did. Predicted I thought the, Duke did in Coach K's final year. No, they, didn't do it. they just canceled the, the final same. four. I don't know why they did that, and we'll never know. Is the Warriors won the NBA title, like he predicted? Picked the Avalanche to win the Stanley Cup? Done. Picked AC Milan to win Syria. And he picked... Los Angeles FC to win the MLS. They did. Manchester City to win the Premier League. They did. Wow. On and on and on. on a roll. So he bet $26. He also predicted France to win the World Cup. If Dang. that hits, he gets $557,000. That's it? Dang, I'd to need be to that do more right? parlays. That is a back to the future individual. How did he do that? Yeah. That is cheating. That guy knows things. Yeah. Is his best so, friend Biff? Well, yes, I, I I mean Jared he did is. Jared did just have Somebody that almanac. Somebody created the flux capacitor, and we know who it is. <laughs> so he was offered a cash out of about two hundred eighty thousand dollars going into the final. Would you? He has France. I get France as a favorite. They're not like they're a favorite, but they're not like an overwhelming. Like people are like Argentina's got no chance. Would you cash out on this miracle? Or are you like, look, I'm going all the way. With I this. would, but I only gamble like twenty bucks a game type of deal. I think gamblers will go, no, I'm gonna go for the 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 big money here. But I feel like for me, I'm like, dude, twenty six bucks turned into two hundred eighty thousand dollars. I'm saying yes. I cash yeah, out that money. I cash out because I think FIFA is gonna give Messi this title and I think it's gonna be slanted with the way the officiating might be in the match. Wow. Oh. Allegations. It's, it's it's FIFA. Come on, surely the most here, serious man? allegations FIFA has ever been levied with. No, yeah, I, to me, <laughs> is that not? I, I wouldn't take. I think a, that's an accurate statement, okay. Kevin. I, I I would not take a chance on letting these officials decide my fate there. Okay. Would you switch your bet to Argentina then? You take think, 280 out and then it, put it, it right I'll back tell you what, Argentina. If, if, yeah, if he had if he had parlayed the leg of Argentina as being, I ride. Let's go. I think I think there's something going on here. I really, really do. You take the 280, and then you could bet. Yeah, you bet half of it on something else. I like that. Yeah. And if you're like, well, I'm down to 140, but I still got 140. But if I win now, I mean, nobody knows what 280 plus 140 is, but you would get that much money. There's no way I could. Peggy on the show for (laughs) he adds up numbers all the time. That is really simple. Go ahead and tell us. 420. Whoa, smarty pants. More than I thought. I knew Heggy could add it up. You and your man. I don't even know how you did that. Okay. But seriously, there's no way. I mean, I, I just to me, it just feels like that. Because that's the feel-good story. Messi is going to do it. Yeah. I, I just want the 280. You know, I couldn't imagine having the opportunity to take that and what it could mean for a college fund or paying off a house or something and to lose that. Because you know? this is different than the person who, when you're talking about big gamblers, who like, I bet 500 grand, I bet this. He bet $26. Well, so he could just yeah. be like a regular well, person. He doesn't about, have hundreds of thousands. Yeah. Well, how yeah. about Mattress Mac? Get all that money. I mean, yeah. Yeah, like you get to that point, you're like, man, let's go. I mean, I've waited yeah. this song to chance to win what seventy something million dollars. Yeah, exactly. Say? But if yeah. he would have lost, he'd been like, well, what can you do? He just dropped a million on the Houston Cougars to win the NCAA really? basketball tournament. Yeah. Huh. 
Oh, Bob Bishop, Gamble, Bishop Lynch that. grad. That is. My dad played baseball against him. Really? We were in high school together, yeah. Oh. Yeah, he went to Bishop Lynch. Said he was a good baseball player. Mattress Mac? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I think what he said he, he was a catcher. Oh, a catcher. Yeah. Okay. How concerned are you about not just the outcome of the game last night with the Mavs and the Cavs? Which the good we, joke there, Brian. We can get into that, but also the sad Luca walking off the court and barely low-fiving Dwight Powell. You think Cuban was looking at his phone? <laughs> I, looking down? Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm excited by it because, you know, this front office, this team, it needs to be shaken. Um, the Lakers, after Shaq had left and everything, they were just going to let it be Kobe and some bums, and he was like, I'll leave, you know? And the front office that was scared to spend money and didn't want to go to luxury tax, suddenly they got a trade going for Lamar Odom, and uh, you now Pau Gasol's coming over here, and they make a contender when they were just going to be like, oh, we're fine. We got our titles from Kobe, and, you know, we don't want to, you know, do something crazy that we'll regret. And I think this, this front office is... Early, it's early in the process, but they're wasting Luca by sitting around pretending like this team is good enough. And I hope that meant that Luca is sending a message through his agent to Mark Cuban that it's time to get serious about building a supporting cast. This is freaking ridiculous. You know, the Cavaliers after Luca had like the best seven players on the court. It's possible to have more than one really good player. God, they on your really team. did, didn't they? I mean, all stars they have. They got like a good three roster. Or four yeah. guys. They, they do. Donovan Mitchell. Smart and, well, decision. Bill Duffy and Mark Cuban aren't best of friends and never yeah. have had much of a relationship. After the Steve Nash situation, the only thing that brought them together was Luca, pretty much. And so yeah. and it's not like Bill Duffy's like, oh, but Mark Cuban and I have a long relationship. It's sad, really, what he's doing. Um, you know, as far as, you know, it was it was Harrison Barnes and, and Jalen Brunson. That's two players, you know, that we've let walk because of money reasons. And they're not world beaters. They're not all-stars. But how much better would this team be right now if Mark was comfortable enough with the luxury tax to still have those two guys? Yeah, and that's what we talked about earlier because as much as Jalen wanted to do X, Y, and Z, if they just threw the max at him, I feel like that would – Probably be he wanted to go to New to York down. because you kept giving him the cold shoulder. Yeah, that's why his free agency approach is like, I don't need to meet with you. I already know how cheap you guys are. Yeah, you know, um, and for a billionaire to do that over tens of millions of dollars, I just don't think you're that fit to be an owner anymore. Now he's managing assets in like his older years. Where he's he's more like a big investor guy than he is a young aggressive owner trying to push his team to the top, and it's it's sad for you know from a mass perspective to have to witness this. And I just hope that he'll do something. I I hope this isn't a blanket approach. I hope he's just waiting to do it with like real superstar players. What leads you on that hope? I've. Just because earlier in his life he okay. didn't care so much about the luxury tax, he was willing to lose money to try to win, and it looks like he lost his appetite to do that. So maybe the right player will shake him back into it, and he just doesn't want to take that approach for non All Star guys. So there is hope, but um, you know, over the last seven years now, or really just since they acquired Luca. There's not many encouraging signs that he's going to make the kind of financial commitment it takes to win consistently. You could sneak one in. But, like, you really got to be willing to go for it. And the teams getting it done are like, yeah, this is great. We've managed the cap so well. Now we can really go over it and have a $200 million payroll. Isn't this sweet? And Mark's, like, scared of it. Yeah. No. Mark's, like, shining his one ring. Like, we have we did it, guys. 
I think you make a lot of savvy points. What do you find, gentlemen, got coming up on the program today? Pure gold, as always. Thanks for asking. Demarcus Lawrence is going to join us at 440. It's a Thursday. Time for Tank Lawrence to be on. All right. Love it. Looking you just forward gave me to a it. thought, though. And maybe this is What's for that? tomorrow for you our show. You only thought Crosshawk was over. I thought it was over. Over but time. Would it be over better time. if you're trying to make trades over the next two months and nobody wants to trade with you because nobody wants your players? Like, we'll trade for Luca, but we don't want anything else or we're we'll not giving anything else. Is what if you just said, if if we can't do it this way, then we have to lose out and hope we get Victor with Oh, Wamba. yeah. That would be awesome. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd take that, Scoot, yeah, any you just of that. Go, you know what? Let's just, if, if this is the case, if we have nothing anybody wants and we can't get anything, I don't, I don't, who knows how the trade thing's going to play out. We have to lose out to try to get the superstar through the draft. I would like that. And if I if I was Luka today, I'd do it. I'd be like, man, I can't walk. You take those crappy players, go get me Victor Wimanyama or some other top five pick because I want to win. You know, and I, I just, I don't, I, you know, the the MVP is there and everything, but you can see with this roster, it's not enough. Sure. What Luca's probably thinking is, yeah, I'm going to go for the MVP. I'll make money for a couple of more years, and then I'll be open-minded towards leaving. You know, and I've never really thought that that was that realistic up until this point. Yeah. But seeing the team go backwards after hitting that level of expectation, I it's 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 tough to now imagine Luca being excited long term about playing for this organization because there's not enough of a commitment to winning. Roll home with that fine bit of information and hang out with the G Bag Nation. We have been the KNC Masterpiece. Make your way back with us tomorrow, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. right here on 105 through the fan. Say goodnight, Kevin. Good night, Kevin. Say Lions Nest, Kevin. <laughs> Never. Say Lions Nest. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.